Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and thank you so much for joining me on my daily teaching podcast, Grace to Your World. You know, the more we understand God's grace, the more do we find ourselves empowered to change our world and to live the overcoming life. Now, with that being said, let's get into today's message and grow in our walk with Jesus together. What you are called to do is you are called to yield yourself unto God. You see, we're actually called to yield ourselves unto God, guys, in the way that an instrument yields itself to the artist playing it. You see, maybe you're an artist, you're playing the guitar or you're playing the keys, okay? Now that keyboard doesn't play itself. How many know that, guys? That guitar is not going to play itself, amen? No, what happens is the keyboard, it yields itself to to the artist playing it. You see, the guitar is yielding itself to the person playing the guitar, you see. And so in the same way, guys, you and I are not to think of ourselves as, as you know, being uh, of ourselves, guys. No, what you want to think of yourself is Jesus purchased you with his own blood and you are now his. You belong to God. And so what you want to do is uh, glory to God. You want to yield to God as his instrument. You want to say, Lord, here I, here I am. Lord, here I am with all of my cray-cray moments, Lord. You know my, my issues, Lord. You know my fears. You know my brokenness, Lord. You know what's going on in my life. Lord. Oh, but I yield to you, Lord. Holy Spirit, have your way in my life. Holy Spirit, work on the inside of me. Holy Spirit, give me the power to do what I can do. Holy Spirit, transform me, glory to God, from the inside out. Holy Spirit, give me the wisdom to walk through this gap. Give me the wisdom to navigate this challenge that I'm in. Holy Spirit, you have your way. Oh, I yield myself unto you, Lord. And then just like that instrument yields itself to the artist, glory to God, you're yielding yourself to God for God to play you, glory to God. You see, God is uh, the master artist, guys. And what he wants to do is he wants to play you. He wants to mold you. He wants to shape you. Uh, Glory to God. He wants to mold and shape your life into the masterpiece that he has created you to be. But uh, but you want to understand this is only going to happen as you yield to him, as you surrender yourself to him. It's not going to happen with you trying to do it all on your own. Everybody understand what I'm saying here this morning, church? If you understand that, say amen. Amen. Praise God. And so to yield ourselves to God, what does that mean? What does that mean? In the strictest sense, guys, yielding to God means we surrender to God. Yielding to God is a giving up of control, and it is a presenting ourselves to God to be used by God as he sees fit. You see, because the issue is, guys, a lot of us are struggling And we're struggling longer and more than we really need to be struggling simply because we are trying to do in our own strength and self-effort what really only Jesus can do in us. I was saying this week, man, you know, one of the strangest things is when you have Christians who are trying to live this Christian life without depending on Jesus. And, And, you know, really you can't. You know, it's not about, it's not the people's fault, really. It's just religion kind of teaches you that, (laughs) okay? You know, you go to the wrong kind of church, you grow up in the wrong kind of denomination, and man, what they're going to do is they're going to tell you, yeah, you got saved by grace through faith, but, but okay, now we got we, we need you to perform, okay? All right, come on, you know, uh, perform, you know? It's like, you know, and then you think you got this image of God, you know, where God is like, you know, uh, standing there and he's kind of cheering you on and he's saying, you know, come on, come on, perform, perform, you know, come on, love me, love me, perform, you know? Guys, I want you to understand that's not the picture of your heavenly father, okay? That's not God's attitude towards you, you see? No, God's attitude towards you is come unto me, all you who are heavy 
laden and need rest. And I'm going to give you rest, Lord your God. I'm going to give you rest. I'm going to strengthen you and I'm going to empower you uh, to the degree that you lean on me, that you depend on me, that you rely on me. And so rather than you working so hard to love me, uh, glory to God, let me love you so that my love can then flow out through you into uh, the world. Remember, guys, this covenant of grace is all about what God has already done through Jesus. And so grace is supply, supply, supply. And so when you are in a ditch, you don't work harder. You don't struggle harder in your own strength and self-effort. No, you look to him, guys, and he's going to be the one who can lift you out of that ditch. Now, when you look to him, what you're doing is you are yielding to him, guys. You're yielding to him. Does everybody understand that? Is everybody, everybody on the bus here with me? I only just started, so I want to make sure I didn't lose you guys already. <laughs> okay. Because what I'm saying, guys, is radical. And the Lord has really been reminding me, you know, that this is this goes against what a lot of religion is going to tell you. And, and, and we really got to get into this because we want to really understand that when it's only when you yield to God, when you look to him, you know, you say, well, Alex, we still got to do. Well, yeah, of course, we're still going to do. But your doing is going to flow out of your dependence on God. You see, your doing is going to flow out of your intimate relationship with Jesus. You see, yielding, guys, is intimacy with God. Yielding is going to be you opening your heart fully and completely to let God into all those deep, dark places within you. You see, a lot of people, they think, well, Alex, you know, I'm struggling with something and I'm going to clean up my life and then I'm going to go to church. Well, I want you to know we want you to come just as you are. Okay. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's like the messier, the better. All right. Why? <laughs> Alex, why would you say that? Why? Because we want to point you to the one who can help you. You know, so I don't care who you are. You know, I don't care what's what you're into. You see, we want you to come just as you are because Jesus is the one who can help you. You see, and so the Christian life, the yielded life, is a life of depending on God for all things. Second Corinthians chapter three verse five says this. Notice what he says. He says, "Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, or as being from ourselves, or as coming as a result of our own strength and ability." He says here, "But our sufficiency." is of God. Now, guys, this is a radical statement. It's a radical statement because what he's saying here is that no matter what's going on in your life, even if you find yourself in a good season, you know, and you finally got that breakthrough that you were believing God for, well, what he's saying here is you want to understand Here's what you want to understand. It wasn't you, okay? <laughs> this is a shocker, guys. All right. It wasn't you. You say, well, Alex, I worked hard for this. Yeah. But, you know, it was God's favor at the end of the day that made it happen. You say, well, Alex, I, I really worked hard. Well, hold on. Well, who even gave you the ability to work hard? You see, Paul said, I labored more abundantly than them all, but it wasn't me. It was the grace of God who that was at work on the inside of me, you see. And so in this yielded life, what you want to do is you want to look at God as the source of everything in your life. God is the source of all good. God's going to be the one who's going to give you the wisdom to navigate whatever it is you got to navigate. You see, 
And so our sufficiency, guys, our ability, our, our qualification comes from God. Now, I'm not denying some of you, you know, you've got some degrees, you know, you're a very smart uh, guy or gal. All right. That's awesome. You know, some of you have been studying and studying and studying, and that's great. But guys, just remember, who gave you the mental capacity to do that, okay? <laughs> you see, when you go back far enough, you're going to see that God is the source of all good in your life. When you go back far enough, you see that you can do absolutely nothing without him. You're going to realize you need God. Everybody say, I need God. Guys, even Jesus himself during his earthly ministry said, I can of my own self do nothing. And so Jesus was living in complete dependence on the Father. And so whatever God calls us to do, man... We want to be living in dependence on him. We don't want to be a self-made man or woman, guys. No, what you want to be is you want to be a God-made man or woman. Amen. A God-made man or woman. I want to go over a few more scriptures. I want to just show you a lot of scriptures here today to kind of really show you this truth that it's, you know, when you're yielding to God, it's all about depending on his power and his ability working on the inside of you. Look at Ephesians chapter three, verse 16, where he says that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory, watch this now, to be strengthened, glory to God, to be strengthened with might. That word might means ability. It means power or ability that you would be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Now, here's what I want you to understand. In this Christian life, strength is going to come out of your dependence on God. You see, yielding is you trying to do it on your own. Excuse me, uh, striving. Okay, striving uh, is, is you trying to do it on your own. Whereas yielding is you depend on God. Yielding is you depend on Jesus working on the inside of you. Very similar scripture in Colossians chapter 1, verse 11. He says, strengthened with all might. There's that word again. That word means power or ability. You're strengthened with all might according to his glorious power. Watch this now. Unto all patience with long suffering, and with joyfulness. Glory to God. And so let's break this down. He says, you're strengthened with the ability, with might. It's the, it's the ability to do whatever God is calling you to do. It's his glorious power. And then notice the word patience. Patience, guys, I want you to understand. I want you to understand, church, the importance here of, of patience as we are living the yielded life. Remember, the yielded life is, is all about the gap. You know, we've been talking a lot about uh, the gap recently and, and, and the gap, guys, is, is the gap between what Jesus has already finished for us through the cross 2,000 years ago and your day-to-day -day real life experience. In other words, the Bible says you were healed with his stripes. You might be dealing with a sickness. Now, the gap is that period between, you know, you say, Lord, I believe that I'm healed by your stripes and, and the moment when that healing actually manifests in your body. Or it's, it's, it's you navigating the gap where you're believing God for provisions, man, <laughs> you know, and you're saying, Lord, I believe my every need is met. But really, man, you know, uh, you're just struggling. You know, you, get, you, you, you don't even know if you're going to make it to the next paycheck, you know, and you got more expenses than you got money coming in. And you're like, Lord, you know, uh, you know, it's like, oh, Lord, I, I believe you that you supply my every need, but you can't see it in the natural. 
Now, one of the most important things for the believer to understand is patience. Now, Alex, what do you mean by patience? You know, patience, guys, is not you putting up with stuff. You know, some people think, well, Alex, you know, I'm going to I'm going to work on my patience and I'm just going to pray the Lord gives me patience. And, you know, then what you do is, man, you know, you say, Lord, please give me patience. You know, you go to the grocery store, you're at the checkout counter, you're at Walmart or Target. Okay. You know, guys, they're slow there. (laughs) I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. (laughs) They're not slow. They have long lines. You know, there's long lines. Usually when I go there, there's always long lines. Uh, but, (laughs) But, you know, and now you're in the long line and you're like, oh, my goodness, I'm already running out of patience. Lord, this is not working. Well, guys, that's not what patience is. Okay. That's not the, that when you read patience in the Bible, that's not what he's talking about. No patience, guys. Uh, you will always see patience, you know, in connection to faith. The Bible says faith and patience, or in Hebrews, he talks about you have need of patience. Now, what is the biblical definition of patience? The biblical definition of patience, guys, is this. And this is important when you're yielding to God and when you are, you know, navigating this gap. Patience is consistent, enduring faith. And catch this, guys, this is so important. Our definition of faith is dependence on God. It's dependence on God. It's, Lord, I don't see the breakthrough yet, but I believe, Lord, And Lord, I believe you're working behind the scenes of my life right now. You know, patience is going to depend on God. Uh, Patience is going to trust God, even when there's no evidence in the natural. You see, patience is faith that's going to last for a long time. And I shared with you last week, guys, you know, we never want to get phony, you know. Somebody asks you, how are you doing? You know, it's like, yeah, you know, I'm struggling a little bit. You know, I'm struggling. It's been a rough season. Guys, can I tell you, it's been a rough season, <laughs> okay? Uh, it's been a rough season for a lot of people. I mean, ever since the pandemic, those past three years, man, it's been a rough season. Uh, and it's okay to, 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 to admit that, you know? For a lot of us, we're still kind of recovering from that season, you know? But what you want to do is in the midst of it, you want to say, Lord, I don't see yet how this is going to work out, but I'm going to depend on you, Lord. You know, I'm going to keep trusting you, Lord. I'm going to keep looking to you, Lord. That's patience. You see, patience says, I believe I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. And now while you're navigating that journey, and sometimes that journey might mean there's some treatment, that's perfectly fine, you know, but but while you're navigating that journey, all the while your confession is, Lord, I believe that you've healed me by your stripes 2,000 years ago, you see. And so patience is going to be okay with saying, Lord, I believe, even though I don't see the manifestation yet. That's patience. You're dealing with 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 an addiction. You're struggling right now. Patience is going to say, Lord, I believe I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, even though it doesn't look like that in the natural. You see, patience is you're going to continue to look to your position in Christ, no matter what's happening in the natural. And remember, we shared on this a few weeks ago. You're never going to deny your experience. You're never going to stick your head in the sand, but you're going to look to the victory that Jesus won for you on the cross 2000 years ago. I'm speaking to somebody here right now. And if you understand that, say amen, type amen into the chat. Glory be to God. Now, um, 
the yielded life is a life of, of, of leaning on God for strength, for wisdom, for guidance, and for ability. It's yielding to God. And you say, Alex, how do I do it? It's relationship. Remember last week we shared with you the two primary components of uh, yielding to God which is one, we must continue to look to Jesus and his finished work on the cross. And so no matter what's going on, you're going to look to the victory that Jesus won for you on the cross. And two, we got to be secure in our identity in Christ, in our position in Christ, that you're righteous, independent of your behavior. Amen. That's your position. And it's from that place that you yield yourself to God. Now, it's very important, guys, that we understand our position in Christ. Because when people yield to God, you know, from this place where you have a wrong impression of God, you know, maybe you think God is angry with you or you think God is out to get you guys, you know, it can actually be a very detrimental thing because you're going to open yourself to all kinds of stuff. Now, that stuff is not coming from God. <laughs> okay, the bad stuff is not coming from God, but you're still going to open, it, open yourself to it because of your wrong thinking. You're wrong believing. I want you to understand your life is going to follow the direction of your dominant thoughts, what's in your heart, you see. And so if you have a wrong concept of God, it's going to create some issues. If you have a wrong concept of how God sees you, it's going to create some issues. And so you want to understand God sees you in Christ. God sees you as righteous. And so from this place of I'm in Christ, I'm going to yield to God. And I want to show you a scripture here uh, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 11. Head over there. If you have your Bibles here, uh, Philippians chapter 4, verses uh, 11 through uh, 13, because what happens is, and I want to go back now to our example of Paul. You know, last week we ended with the example of Paul as a person who was living in this gap. And, you know, Paul was dealing with some tremendous hardship. But I want you to understand, Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I want to show you the context of Paul saying this because this context is so crucial, guys, because here's what happens. When you yield to God and you're focusing on your relationship with him, strength and empowerment is going to come out of that. And when you're now, you know, in this place where you got to have some patience, man, you know, Alex, I'm believing God for the promise. It hasn't shown up yet. Well, you got to have some patience. Well, what you want to do is you want to be focused on your relationship with Jesus so that your fulfillment comes from him. Your fulfillment comes from him. You see, because one thing that happens too, guys, in this gap is, is, you know, there's stuff coming against you. I think I shared on this last week too, but sometimes, you know, what it is, is you're dealing with an issue because there's a lesson to be learned. You know, there's a lesson to be learned. Uh, you know, Alex, I always meet the wrong kind of guys. You know, you're a woman, you're always meeting the wrong kind of guys. It's another Waldo, okay? <laughs> uh, you know, and then you say, you, you look at him and say, well, Alex, but he's so cute. You know, he's got this, this curly hair, you know, and he's just muscular and all of that. You know, I think this is the right kind of Waldo here. You know, uh, you get into a relationship with him and, and, and it's going to be an issue again. You know, you're going to deal with the same kind of issue again. And, and really what God is trying to teach you here is, you know, he wants you 
to maybe, first of all, trust him that he's got the right person for you, okay? So you're not going to rush into the relationship with Waldo again, because the last thing God wants for you is, you know, you uh, ending up getting married to Waldo, you know, and then Waldo, you think he's, he's, he's all that, he's the guy, you know, and then, you know, you get married the first night, you know, uh, you have your wedding night, next morning you wake up, and all of a sudden he flo- he's floating in the air, you know, his head is spinning, green stuff is coming out of his mouth, and, and you know, he's got this deep voice, he says, bring me my coffee, you know, and you realize, man, this is the wall is a demon, you know, he's a demon, you know, <laughs> and so God does, does not, does not want you, uh, uh, you know, to get caught up with that. And so what he's trying to do is maybe he's trying to teach you something. Well, Lord, why am I always dealing with these relationship issues? Because God wants to work on your self image. God wants you to understand that you are a diamond in a rough. You see, God wants you to have a high sense of, of value because you're valuable to him. He wants you to know that you have value. And he wants you to know that when you begin to see yourself the way that he sees you, as his masterpiece, when you when you begin to see that without being boastful, because there's nothing boastful about it, you're just seeing yourself the way God sees you, you see, what that does is it's going to enable you to have the kind of confidence now to be available to the spouse that God has for you, <laughs> you see. You don't have to get caught up with Waldo again, okay? <laughs> Alex, who's Waldo? It's just Waldo. Waldo. He's our illustration, guys. Waldo. Uh, like I said, I hope your name is not Waldo, all right? <laughs> it's a different Waldo. All right, different Waldo. But, you know, so what I'm saying is God is going to want to teach you, but the way that you're going to avail yourself of his wisdom is by looking to him, by finding your fulfillment in him, by recognizing, you know, it's about your relationship with him. Now, notice what Paul said here in Philippians chapter 4, and this is so cool, what he said here, guys, in verse 11, he says, he says, not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. Now, that is a huge word, content. What does it mean to be content? You know, to be content means that you are, you know, contentment, guys, is not complacency. Complacency is, you know, you just stop growing. But content is is different. Content is I'm I'm satisfied with where I'm at. I'm grateful with where I'm at. And yet I'm excited about where God is taking me. You see? And so how do you find contentment? Paul said he learned to be content with whatever he had. Look at verse 12. He says, I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. That is so huge, guys. He says, I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or with little. And so what is he saying? Look at verse 13. For I can do all things, or I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. And so you as a Christian, what happens is that God wants to get you to a point where your satisfaction Your contentment is not based on the external, but you find it in Christ. You see, yeah, God's got a great spouse for you, you know, but what God wants to do is he wants you to be fulfilled in Christ. Why? So that when you do meet that spouse, you're not going to look to them you know, to make you happy. He's like, oh, make me happy, you know? <laughs> and then they're like, oh, okay, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to make you happy, you know? And, and, and then they do it for a little bit, but then it's like, okay, well, I, I don't know. It's not working, you know? You just don't seem very happy, you know? And, and the reason for that is, guys, that you can't depend on another person to make you happy. 
you got to find your happiness and your joy and your fulfillment in Christ. Now, happiness and joy are not the same thing. You know, uh, happiness is, is circumstantial and you will have moments of happiness. Uh, but joy, I want you to understand, is more powerful than happiness because joy comes from, comes from who you know. Joy comes from your relationship with Jesus, you see. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubin. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. Be sure to join me again on our next podcast as we continue to grow in our understanding of God's grace. Now to learn more and to access the full-length audio of this and other teachings, simply head to graceworldonline.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or how to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, visit graceworldonline.org forward slash give. Now I pray that you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life, and I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.